Well, the WHO removed the severity and high mortality criteria, which means that they left the definition of a pandemic as a worldwide epidemic of a disease, but they no longer included severity and high mortality rates in the definition. So that is why, to this day, the China virus is still being promoted as a pandemic, pan, meaning from the Greek world, worldwide, even though it hasn't caused excess mortality in nine months. And if you want to look up mortality rates, death rates, Mm -hmm. every country, and worldwide as well, we have a uh, prospective projected mortality rate. And that mortality rate is usually based on historical things, how many people were diagnosed with cancer, with AIDS, historical records as far as like car and auto accidents, acts of violence, et cetera. All, all of that, those numbers get aggregated. And then they, they say, okay, so these are the projected death rates for the next year. And then they break it down by categories. Well, it's very interesting. We, we haven't, even with this whole, quote, scamdemic scare going yeah. on. Yeah. We haven't had excess mortality. We have not. On a global level. This or even is, on a statewide level yeah, or statewide, on, in our country. United States. It's normal. It's like it's in, it's in line with previous years. But the funny thing is, is people seem to be dying a lot less from all the other things they were dying from. So that should tell you something. Right. They're calling everything a COVID death. Yeah, and since 2009, pandemics have been predicted to become global killers, but interestingly, every time that was touted, they didn't, including the 2005 bird flu outbreak, the H1N1 swine flu pandemic of 2009, which never really went pandemic status. Um, But the vaccine, oh, the vaccine for H1N1, that caused narcolepsy in thousands of European children. So, you, you know... Yeah, we we should be all on board for a quick and hasty vaccine. Hmm. So the def the, the definitions here have been skewed. And again, the left loves to play word games. They love to uh, for all that they say. Oh, you can't culturally appropriate. They love to appropriate language, retool it, spin it around, correlate one word with either a negative or a positive connotation, especially against their enemies. And well, they've then, been doing that for years. And then use it at large and ad nauseum to where, oh, well, don't you know that's what it means because everyone's using it that way. Yeah, so pandemic yeah. has been included in that. They co-opted pa- the term pandemic years ago. The World Health Organization changed the term so that now they can use it on a wide global level to incite panic and chaos. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to mention, as far as pushing back, we have some rallies going on. Yeah. Uh, in and we have we have the big huge Jericho March rally going on in Washington D.C. I was actually watching it a little bit on my way into the studio mm-hmm. this morning. We have rallies going on in New Mexico. We have one going on at the Roundhouse at the Capitol in Santa Fe. Woo-hoo. We have one going on in Deming, and we have another one going on in Rio Rancho. And we have a number of friends that are at the one in Santa Fe, I know for sure, including my roommate Mark is up there. Yay! And he's got the Impeach MLG (gasps) table set up. I love you, Mark. Yes. We love you. And for those of you that have not heard about this yet, ImpeachMLG.com. Go in there, download it, print it out, 
fill it out, mail it in. We got to get rid of this tyrant in New Mexico. Yes, yes. We we need to push back. And if all you do is sign one of those, mail it in, or if you're up at the roundhouse, turn it into Mark, or if you know us, turn it into one of us. Yep. Yeah, that that that's huge right there. Put your, putting your signature down, saying no, I don't like what this governor governess is doing anymore, and I want her out. So you want to open up the phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Hey, everybody, our number here is five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. If you want to call in and join the conversation, we'd love to hear what you have to say. We love to hear what you think about our show and by the way one thing i wanted to point out on the rock of talk dot chat do us a favor go in there this today's show will be uploaded there hopefully quicker than it normally is uh we're working on that uh sometimes it takes a couple three days but we'd like for it to happen a lot faster than that but our previous shows will be in there too because this is what our fifth live show i think i think so yeah so the other ones go in there and just like the hell out of our shows i want to see hundreds of likes on our shows, maybe even more. Go in there and like our show. And show us that you're listening. And keep in mind too, uh, I, 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 I'm the one who you know keeps track and puts all the notes together, the annotated notes for our sh- Liberty Ladies Unites shows. I put in a lot of links in there so that you all can go back and say, hey, you know, you, Natalie mentioned that thing about World Health Organization changing the definition of pandemic. I wonder if that really happened. I'll include the link in there so that you can go see it yourself. Don't take our word for it. Go see it yourself. Unlike the fake news, we do not use we don't use unanimous or unanimous uh, anonymous anonymous source. We don't use those. <laughs> no, everything we use, we have actual sources and we share them with you. And the links are in the annotations in the Rock of Talk chat. You can go, you can read the whole thing yourself if you want to. But yeah, we don't use uh, anonymous sources. Here no, 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 no. We, we we try. Well, that's because we don't stand for it ourselves. Someone makes a claim, we're all, huh? I wonder if that can be, um, you know, substantiated. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of substantiated, remember a while back there was that video of a, ch- a high Chinese official, and supposedly he was talking about the Bidens and the Biden crime family yep, yep, association with mm-hmm. China. They did get that confirmed last week that. Uh, I believe it was was it Bongino. I think it was Bongino. They went to two different translators to I confirm that. that yes, the subtitles in English on that video are accurate. And and that official talked about how uh, they they were very disappointed that with the Trump administration they couldn't get any cooperation with Trump because he w- would not listen to the Wall Street people that China had subverted. But they were very hopeful for a Biden administration. Mm-hmm. They knew they could get stuff done with them. Like, oh, oh, yeah, great, lovely. <gasps> oh, we got some pictures. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark's been sending me some photos from, from the rally Fe. in Santa Fe. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we got a bunch of people up there. We got a bunch of people talking. A lot of flags. It's just great. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Mark. He's listening to us too. By oh, the way. <laughs> well, well, he's quite the. Uh, um, oh, what do you call a multitasker? He's listening to us. He's getting getting petitions signed. I know. He's up attending the rally. Wow, Mark, you're the bomb. Absolutely, he's awesome. So that number again, in case you didn't catch it the first time around, five zero five two six six sixteen hundred. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, five zero five. So you want to talk a little bit about the um, the Supreme Court thing? Oh yes, on. and the, the even the, the court stuff in general. 
you hear the mainstream media just talking about, oh, well, Trump's just losing bad. They're getting defeated in all these court cases. And, and then the most recent one, which we heard about yesterday, was the big thing where we had 18 states led by Texas mm-hmm. that they were taking a lawsuit to the Supreme Court, directly to the Supreme Court, um, on the basis that these battleground states where all the fraud is happening, and, and the fraud is blatant. I mean, the fraud is, there's evidence of it, there's, there's affidavits, there's video. There, it, I mean, it's huge amounts of fraud. Well, as Rudy Giuliani was saying this morning, if they could just get a hearing, because that is the big thing. They just want to get one of these cases heard, because a, a hearing means that a judge will sit and will look at and listen to the evidence. None of them have made it to a hearing yet. Now, not all of them have been dismissed out of hand. Some have, some haven't. Some are a little more complex. But we need to get to the state of hearing the evidence. Because if you just sit someone down and look at the video from Georgia, which is about an hour long, where it's very obvious that those poll workers who stayed behind after the supposed pipe burst and everyone else got cleared out, including poll watchers, that they were committing ballot fraud. That they There are multiple times where you see one lady scanning the same ballot in multiple times. Sometimes I think they're filling ballots out themselves. You know, they pulled mm-hmm. these hidden ballots out of... From suitcases from under a table. Oh, and do you know do you know the the water main break that they were talking? Okay, it was a urinal. A urinal was leaking. Oh okay, my gosh! Really? So, in how do you downgrade a water main break down to a leaky urinal? I mean, or how do you upgrade it from a urinal to a water? We're line talking break. about Good two Lord. completely different things here. You know, I think I think the real question though is, uh, what are they doing keeping ballots in the bathroom? That's a good question. Near the urinal. Oh, yeah. we didn't want yeah. the ballots to get I guess, wet. I think uh, it, I think it's the, the Hillary Clinton um, school of thought here. Uh, oh, server in the bathroom, ballots in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah the, the, cl- the server with the classified information on it was in a bathroom. Yep. So, so yeah. all the Biden ballots got stuck in the bathroom? Uh, Is that what they're saying maybe. now? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All well, kinds of things go on be... in the bathroom, don't they? I I don't know. I don't know. Biden's in the basement and his votes are in the bathroom, in the <laughs> toilet. Okay. Cool. I, I can work with that one. So <laughs> on this uh, suit that these 18 states brought to the Supreme Court, the latest news, which came out yesterday, is the Supreme Court apparently threw it out because they said Texas lacked standing to bring it. Lacked standing? So there was a specific article, I believe, of the Constitution that they had quoted. Unfortunately, I don't have that pulled up right now. Um, it was disapp- it, Yes, this was disappointing that they said, oh, you lack standing. Basically saying that Texas doesn't have the standing to say that these other states, you know, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, etc., that these other states harmed Texas. Which, from our perspective, we think, well, of course they harm Texas. If, they, if, if these states made unconstitutional amendments to their election process, because that, that was the basis of uh, Texas' claim, is that, that that's how they harmed Texas mm-hmm. electors and voters. 
um, then, well, yeah, the if fraud was perpetrated, or at the very least, if fraud was made more possible because of their unconstitutional actions, then, yeah, other states' election process could have been nullified, essentially. You know, hundreds of thousands of voters who cast their votes legally, their votes can be nullified, nullified by hundreds of thousands of votes that were cast fraudulently. So that was the basis of Texas' uh, arguments there. And the N- Supreme Court, the the um, the reason they threw it out, and this is according to Emmy, Emma Platoff at the uh, Texas Tribune on December 11th, and the and and the quote is: Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. End quote. So one of the things that I think it was Pennsylvania in their brief that they filed in response to this. I could be wrong. It might be Michigan. Don't quote me. Uh, One of the things they said is that this sets a dangerous precedent allowing other states to interfere in other states' elections. And they aren't necessarily wrong about that. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing with the Supreme Court, they don't look at things from the ideology of right or wrong. And they don't look at things necessarily from, you know, Democrat versus Republican, right versus left, etc. They purely have to look at things on a constitutional basis. Does this, you know, is this worthy of being uh, reviewed, heard, looked at, based on constitutionality is there you know is there a case based on the constitution so oftentimes supreme court justices they have a different perspective and it's easy for us to go well if they're looking at right or wrong then they should obviously come to the right conclusion but there may be something that might undermine a decision in the long run if if there's any little error or something in the plaintiff's argument and they know that, okay, this opens up a big loophole constitutionally, therefore, we're not going to go ahead and hear it. Not because their argument doesn't have merit, but because part of the way that they framed their argument, a future decision on the whole thing can compromise the Constitution of the United States. Now, I did see an interesting piece of breaking news Mm-hmm. This morning, actually minutes before we came in the studio here, a looks like a tweet from Rudy Giuliani. Apparently, from what this is saying, he had a conference call with um, Clarence Thomas. And he said, to assume we, that be the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. are going to dismiss this case would be presumptuous. In fact... We are looking at a 5-4 decision in which the action out of Texas hands Donald Trump the victory. Ooh. That's what I saw. And um, a friend of mine sent that over to me, and it's a, it's a tweet from Rudy Giuliani. Well, wow. it's interesting because that same article in the Texas Tribune there, the, uh, some attorneys for uh, Pennsylvania wrote... Uh, and this is the quote, Texas invites this court to overthrow the votes of the American people and choose the next president of the United States. That Faustian invitation must be firmly rejected, end quote. So the, it's really interesting because th- those that are against this Texas lawsuit, they seem to be indicating that this sets up the president to allow the Supreme Court to choose the president of the United States. Um, but they seem to be um, um, 
neglecting the fact that um, if, in fact, there was some fraud going on, we are allowing cheaters to choose the president of the United States. Right, so and that's the I, position I, I, I Texas... Guess, I, guess, I guess the real question here is really what's the the worst thing? I mean, I, I don't want the court, the Supreme Court or any court choosing the president, but um, are we going to let cheaters choose the president? I don't like any of it. I, right. I, I think however you look at it, it's awful. Yeah. And the cheating shouldn't have happened to start with. Ultimately, some people need to go to jail. If there was some cheating going on, which it appears the evidence points to that, people need to go to jail. Yeah. They really do. And it seems like in this country for the last three or four years, people just in the government, they do whatever the heck they want to do, and they never have to suffer any consequences from it. Yeah. It's kind of like that, oh, the representative in Michigan who threatened Trump voters, and she said, you know, tread lightly. No yeah. more shenanigans. Right. What, we what ain't the gonna, we, we're not going to stand for this. Um, and then told, you know, a message out to the left, like Antifa and BLM, and for you soldiers out there, you know what to do. You know, do it right. Yeah, so what is she saying exactly? Take care of it. You know, make them pay. Well, the interesting thing is she... Yes, she was stripped of all her committee responsibilities, but I say, F that, she should be stripped of her position and impeached entirely. Yeah. Entirely. She just threatened uh, half the country, really. Well, actually, I believe it's more than that. But she threatened at least half the country with violence from the other half of the country. Um... Yeah, that's inciting violence. You don't deserve to be a legislator anymore after that. So stripping her of all her committee assignments, that that's just an appeasement move. Yeah. She, she, she needs to be fired. And if the legislature won't impeach her, then all you voters out in Michigan who live in her district, you need to go ahead and vote her out next time around at the very least. Because that's not acceptable. But yeah, a lot, a lot of people tend to get away with things if they come from one side of ideological thought in this country. But we know that if you come from the other side of the aisle, oh, well, you know, God forbid that you know, you're know you on Trump's side because Russia collusion. Oh, but my f- God, the Russians. Yeah, yeah, but forget the about the... F- I've got the clip if you want to hear it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Go for oh, it. Go, go. This is the Mich- the Michigan lawmaker? Yeah, this is the Michigan representative, and this is this is just a clip from Fox News, but it does have her piece in there. Uh, let's it? hear it. Yes, let's hear it. Maker doubling down on her controversial comments targeting Trump supporters. This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Michigan State Rep. Cynthia Johnson immediately faced backlash for those comments. Oh, you think? She was stripped of her committee seats. Then late tonight, she just took to Twitter again to say this. 
It's actually Cynthia Jackson. I'm good. But. I'm okay. I'm not worried. I'm not going into. Uh, I'm not going underground. I'm not changing my phone number. I, I don't care if you're good. You, I never called anyone out their names, of course, unless they're liars or dumb. Woo! Woo! Now, you guys, if 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 none of you out there have have seen the the clips here, because she she had video to go along with this this uh, this hatred. Watch it. Look at her face. You can you can see just the yeah, it's creepy. The, the evil in her eyes. She is she is dead set on people getting hurt. There is no doubt. No, it it so is watch it. creepy. She is her eyes are just full of malice. And I hadn't. I, thanks for playing that, Jaybird. I hadn't heard her follow up to that. Of you know, for those who asking, I'm good. I'm like, I don't care if you're no. good. You threatened oh. half the country. And when she's talking about soldiers, and you know how to do it, what the heck is she talking about? Oh my gosh! Well, that's a direct reference, I believe, to Antifa. So uh, she's th- talking those, about she's talking about those who are activated against Trump oh, supporters, like like those that you find out about on Antifa.com. I'm going to say that so many times. You guys need to go to Antifa.com. You need to look at that. See where it takes you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Biden uh, is Antifa. Yeah, pr- pretty well. Yeah. It, at any rate, the left utilizes Antifa, but it's very interesting now because the Biden administration, apparent or pseudo, you know, pseudo to administration to be, did not invite BLM or Antifa to a certain event, and BLM got all but heard about it. And that there there have been rumblings that Antifa and BLM are are telling the Democrats and the Biden supposed administration, you know, to be they hope we hope not that you know we're here and we ain't going nowhere and you better listen to us and I think AOC is in a bit of a tizzy as mm. well over. Things. Well, you know what? We ain't going nowhere either. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's funny. It, something that we haven't heard uh, since. Uh, State Rep. Uh, J- uh, Jackson or Johnson, whatever her name is, um, Cynthia Jackson. Yeah. Since, since, since she said this, um, ha- has anyone heard Joe Biden come out and um, distance himself from her? And oh yeah, uh, you know, say that. This oh, is let's wrong. not call for violence. No, there's no call. No, for Joe violence. never distances That's himself wrong. from anything. He just stays in the basement. Right. Yeah. So, so Trump has to distance himself from white supremacists. Otherwise, he's ergo a white supremacist. Um, but um, Joe Biden does not have to come out and declare that what this woman has said is wrong. Of course not. Of course not. Well, and back to the whole Russia collusion thing, they had, what, two and a half years of a special counsel to try to prove Russia collusion, and they came up with nada. Nothing. And we don't even have a, a special counsel yet against the Bidens, but holy moly is there proof. Proof! Now, Rudy Giuliani this morning was saying he has the physical memo signed by one of the uh, upper China, Chinese Communist Party officials that names the Biden family members and names a monetary amount that was being given to the Biden family. And Hunter's actually in some real legal trouble now. And it's funny how the mainstream media, they just kept this under wraps until after the election. After the election. Of course. And 30% of Democrats was polled, I, I forget if it was Rasmussen, 
the 30 percent of Democrats have said, well, if I had known this before the election, it would have changed the way I voted. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So the tech tyrants out there, the legacy media, they're all culpable in this. They, they all had a hand in this. It's it's not just Chinese collusion. It's uh, media tech collusion to influence an election. When the stories, the news that you are suppressing has legitimate bearing on how people are going to cast their votes and you're suppressing that notably across the board, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's suppression, that's fraud, that's election intervention, you oh, name yeah. it. We um, haven't even started building a case and there is just evidence up the wazoo. Oh, yeah. Well... As far as the big tech goes, they've been doing their darndest to bury everything. Mm-hmm. And one thing I am finding increasingly difficult when I'm doing like research for our show each week, I can't do just a simple search engine search. Yeah, it, it's Be- getting harder no, and harder. Because, because they've wiped the search engine clean. It's, they're doing the equivalent of burning the books, is yes. what they're doing. It's the okay. technological burning of the books. You they're have to know exactly to wipe where you're... the history. Right, they're trying to wipe it out. It's still out there, because this information is still on servers out there and stuff. It simply cannot be searched for. You yeah. have to know exactly where to find it. And we have a caller on the line. So let's take the call, your first caller today. Go ahead, caller. Who do you have? Who do we have on the phone? My name's Joseph. Hey, Joseph. How you doing today? Doing really good. Really good. Love your guys' guys' show. Fantastic every Thank week. Thank you. I really look forward to it. Thank you. Because um, you're so knowledgeable. Um, one thing that I just heard, which you guys kind of missed, okay, was on the second part of the um, the state senator from Michigan, she actually goes into a section there on her response of where she's kind of implying that Biden and Kamala need to repay her for the job that she's done. What? She clearly does state that, that um, I did my part. I need you guys to step up or something along those lines. Oh, that is good. Yeah. And then the other thing I was wondering about was, have you guys talked at all about Trump's 2018 executive order? I believe it was shortly after the midterms, and he wrote an order um, which is very specific as to repercussions um, for foreign interference in our elections. I have it's actually yes. talked about that previously. Yes, I've, I've read, I've read mm-hmm. about that. Because yeah. I'm wondering... Because um, he saw if, this coming, Joseph. Oh, absolutely. They know. And I'm yeah. sure that they have the packets, like uh, I forget who it was, was saying that the White House had captured all the packets of the traffic leaving our country from these different states during the voting, because um, I think it was manipulated, whether it be Germany or Spain or um, China you or know, whatever. And, and an interesting thing I heard the other day, and I haven't got uh, proof on this yet, but I heard that apparently ballots were actually being printed up in China and, ma- and mailed into this country. I heard that from a couple of different yeah, sources. I absolutely believe it. I think it has something to do with the... The Chinese consulate there in uh, Texas, where they were burning, um, they had the burn barrels out before they were kicked out of the consulate. Um, you know, back in I think it might have been back in August this this year. Oh, um, interesting. Do you, yeah. Do you think that um, 
that the military might have any role in uh, preventing um, communist-controlled, Chinese CCP-controlled Biden from um, being instilled as um, fake president? I don't know. Uh, the last time the the legacy media tried to draw the military into this, the way they did it was saying, "Oh, well, if you know the people speak in the election." Then the and Trump won't leave the White House. Well, the military is going to kick him out, right? And the military was like, "Up, up, no, leave us out of it. Yeah. We have nothing to do with the election process," and rightly so, because as soon as the the arm of the military gets involved in the election process, then they can be used to forcibly sub subvert our election process. So that one's kind of a sticky thing. Now I don't know if they can be used on the other end. Um, such as targeting outside election interference inside of the United States that is from another nation because then that does kind of fall into their purview such as an international threat on 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 our soil right so so that's a pos- that's a, I suppose that's a possibility I haven't read anything to that effect but also keep in mind that if something if there is Oh, what would you call it? Um, if there's something like that going on right now, if our, our military men and women are actively in the process of doing something like that, they are not going to air it. They're not. It, you're not going to know until after it's been done. Well, and, and, I, and I, Army I General Army General Mark Milley has actually said uh, previously that there's going to be zero chance of, of troops being used uh, to determine the outcome of the election. Now, what do you guys? Have you guys noticed the recent military um, movement? From what I've seen also, um, we have a tremendous amount of um, naval ship forces that have been moved to both the East Coast mm-hmm. and the West Coast. I heard that, too. Yeah, I was seeing and some of that last night. And amount of um, troops that have been... Are you still there? Nevada. Ooh, Nevada. Oh, Nevada. You're breaking up a little bit on us, Joseph. Oh, sorry, I'm driving right now. I'm going to go, but yeah, um, if you guys have a chance to investigate it, you'll see that all our air, or many of our aircraft carriers are now stationed on the East Coast and the West Coast, and they have the, um, I believe it was the unprecedented amount of um, troop mobilization to Nellis Air Force Base over in Nevada, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the election or the fact that um, just north of us, Trudeau is... Um, doing joint military exercises with the CCP <laughs> up in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. That's right. I heard about that. Well, it, it, as with anything military, you know, they're, they're not going to disclose to the public all of their reasons, nor should they, because that tips, that tips our hand to our enemies, and especially Communist Party of China right now. But I'm sure that there's a very good reason for that, at the very least, I would read it as uh, some kind of posturing meant to tell the Chinese Communist Party or whoever else might be a threat to us right now, don't mess with us right now. We are on alert. We are aware. We know who you are and where you are. And we will look after our United States of America during this time. So at the very least, I would say that that's a possibility. Um, Oftentimes moving things around kind of like on a chessboard you're moving things around not necessarily to set up an attack but to discourage an attack or maybe to encourage movement in one direction or another 
Um, you know, but other than that, now I'm definitely going to keep my ear to the ground. I, I thought that was very interesting. I heard about those troop movements late last night, and yeah, it's. I don't think it's coincidence. No, I don't either. Um, but you know, for, there's a lot of things going on right now with a lot, a uh, lot of questions and a lot of right, a lot of things that I think that are going on that we have no idea. Yes, and and, and also. Uh, just just so you know, I did look up what you were talking about, Joseph, the 2018 foreign interference provision from, uh, yeah, from, from Trump's executive order. And it looks like Trump did actually invoke that in September of this year. So he, whatever that executive order entails, he went ahead and invoked it or invoked part of it yes the foreign interference provision authorizing military response to cyber warfare specifically so what we know that there's of course you know there's the physical warfare side but these days cyber warfare is really be where this whole war is being fought so at the, at the very least he went ahead and activated the military for the cyber warfare end of things in preparation for you know the election, and the sad thing is, we have cyber warfare warfare going on within this country, from our own tech companies and our own mainstream media. We essentially have a cyber war going on. Yeah, yeah. So, it, and the thing is, many people have said, "Oh, well, is this going to come down to a civil war?" We're in the middle of the civil war, people. We're in the middle of it, and it's a technological, socio-economic civil war. Lines have been drawn. Mark, uh, was it Mark Levin or Rush Limbaugh? Ah, oh, darn, I can't remember which one. Well, I revere them both. Mm-hmm. One of them said that these states, when the states started drawing lines, several, I think it was 17 or 18 states, lined up behind Texas and said, yeah, we agree with Texas suing these four battleground states. And then I think almost 20 states lined up on the other side and said, no, we, we, we agree with Michigan and Pennsylvania, stay out of their elections that that was tantamount to civil war. We're drawing the battle lines, and it's being played out in court, which is where it should be played out right now, because a court is basically a bloodless fight. The reason we have courts is so that men and boys don't have to die on a battlefield, or yeah. so that men don't have to resort to violence to settle a dispute. So we are at war, people. Believe it. We are at war in this country, a war of warring ideologies, but they're being fought in uh, on the battlefield of the courts and cyberspace. And, you know, we were talking about the U.S. Supreme Court, and you might have heard mention on the news maybe a week or so ago where they were talking about a precedent within the U.S. Supreme Court about a ruling... <clears throat> And let me read this to you because I have it right here in front of me. This was a ruling of the United States Supreme Court shortly after the Civil War. In Ex Parte Milligan, 71 U.S. 2, 1866, which yet stands to this day, neither the legislature nor any executive or judicial officer may disregard the provisions of the Constitution in case of emergency. Does that mm-hmm. sound familiar? Like the Rona 
and then they acting like they can suspend your constitutional rights and your liberty and your freedom mm-hmm. because of the Rona. No, they cannot. And there's actually a precedent in the Supreme Court that states this. Section 98, therefore, anyone who declares the suspension of constitutionally guaranteed rights to freely travel, peacefully assemble, earn a living, freely worship, etc., and or attempts to enforce such suspension within 50 independent, sovereign, continental United States of America is making war against our Constitution and Constitutions Mm -hmm. on a statewide level, and therefore, we the people, they violate their constitutional oath and thus immediately forfeit their office and authority and their proclamations may be disregarded with immunity, sorry, impunity, and that means anyone, even the governor and president. Wow, what what was that again? What this, is this from? This was a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court from 1866, which still stands today. So if the Supreme Court was doing their job right now, a lot of people would be out of office. Wow. Send that to me. I, I love that. I'm going to put that up on the site so you all can see it. This constitutes what we call case law, uh, a precedent. And yes, this is the type of thing that our Supreme Court needs to be taking into account because that's a huge precedent. Um, we the people have the right to, if, if we believe that our government has become tyrannical, we have the right to overthrow our government or any portion of it that we believe has become tyrannical and restructure and call for restructure or re-election or you know, however we have to. Mm-hmm. But that under the Constitution, our forefathers foresaw that government attracts those who are corrupt. Positions of power always attract those who crave power and want to use power and not necessarily for the good of everybody. Mm-hmm. They knew that. And they gave us many various ways to keep the government in check. The election and electoral process is just one of them. That, that's just an ongoing thing. But if it got out of hand, they gave us several ways to handle it. The problem we're running into, and I'm seeing this over and over again over the past several weeks, I am seeing that the courts, if they perceive in any way that it could end up to be political they don't want to do their job right we're seeing this over because they don't and want over to be again. seen as taking sides sorry they still have to do um, their job now now one interest one interesting thing in particular that applies to the situation today and with the co- supreme court's ruling last night to not hear the case at least so far i, I really hope that that tweet that you read from Rudy Giuliani bears fruit. But one thing that Rudy Giuliani said this morning in his interview was it was was a long shot and it was the most expedient way to get this heard in the Supreme Court. But it does not close doors even if they don't hear it in the Supreme Court because now Trump's campaign can go and and he said they already had lawsuits ready to go in each state in each of those four states maybe even all six of them and they were filing them this morning in all those states on behalf of the Trump campaign so 
He said, you may be able to tell Texas you don't have standing when you're accusing Michigan's election process of impeding your own election process. But now try telling the president that he doesn't have standing and cause of concern that Michigan's unconstitutional uh, you know, amendments to their election process didn't affect him. Yeah. So they're going to go to the state Supreme Courts, and they've, they've been filing, so we'll see what comes of that. Looks like we've got another caller in the Kiva. Caller, you're on. Hi, thanks for taking my call. This is Jennifer. I, um, I'm having a hard time communicating as well as you do. I enjoy your show today. <laughs> thanks, Aww, Jennifer. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to communicate, and I, I always get this response of, well, it's not enough to overturn the election. I'm thinking to myself, well, how much arsenic do you want in your orange juice? Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> I like that. You know, I mean, shouldn't the standard be zero fraud <laughs> yes. and in our elections? Why are so many people just giving into this argument that, well, it's not enough? Well, how much arsenic in your orange juice is enough to make I you mean, drop dead today? How much is enough? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. how much more could there be? Well, exactly. I, I'll give and you... Unless we really know, how are we going to know when the body politics is going to fall dead in our Constitution? Right. Done? Well, if this is allowed to stand as it is, we'll never have another fair election in this country ever. Yeah, and, and I'll, give yeah, you an- that's right. I'll give you another way to think of it, Jennifer. Whenever someone says, oh, it's not enough to overturn an election. Okay, well, how much proof is needed to prove that an election was valid. That's a different mm-hmm. way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. How much, because here's the thing, and I was talking to someone last night about this. The legacy media and the left keep asking as if the onus is on the Trump team, the Trump campaign, to prove that the election was fraudulent or to overturn it. But see, and, there, and, then that's that backwards thing where you're proving yourself innocent. No, yeah. that isn't the no, way it the, works. The, the other... The onus is actually on the side that may have perpetrated the fraud to prove that, no, there was no fraud, that, yes, this election was valid, we didn't cheat. And if you think about it that way, and yes, I understand that legally, uh, anyway, they still have to go in and, and say that there was, okay, you know, X amount of proof that casts doubt on the election. But that's the other thing, too, is we don't have to overturn the election There just has to be enough doubt that the election was valid. Trump's team doesn't have to prove that the election was outright fraudulent. They just have to prove that there was enough doubt. And then from there, the other side has to prove, that has to disprove the doubt. Yeah, reasonable doubt. Yeah, it's, it's it's not enough that... You know, oh, it's not enough to overturn an election. That would only be true if the election wasn't rife with fraud. If mm-hmm. the election, and, and keep in mind, they did this to Trump when he won in 2016. They kept trying to make the case of, oh, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. He's a spy. You know, he's a traitor. They knew that if they could prove somewhat Russian collusion to elect Trump, 
then they could go ahead and try to overturn the election. But they know they never came up with proof because there was no proof. Well, and that was completely different too, Natalie. They had no evidence up front. They had none. Okay, in this case, we have actual Hmm. evidence of fraud. We have thousands of hundreds of We have evidence to base a case on. Yeah, there's lots of it. There's video evidence. There's affidavits. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We just need to get it heard in the judicial department. But yeah, you know, keep keep fighting out there, Jennifer. Absolutely. Great job. And don't don't let that whole it's not enough to overturn an election. Well, there's no election to overturn at this point because the entire election is in doubt because of these battleground states and the cheating and I believe it was even wider spread than just those six states. Uh, I mean, New Mexico, case in point. We've been using Dominion since, what was it, 2012, 2000? I think yeah. it was 2009, yeah. actually. So, yeah, you know, the, there's no election to overturn of Biden's at this point because Biden didn't win the election yet. It hasn't been substantiated he did that not he's win the won. Election. Uh, yeah, those of us who know, we know he lost who really time. won. Um, and he is the one who is actually, uh, not he, he, but... That side, the left, are the ones trying to overturn who really won. And they're doing it by hook and crook. Yep. Great call. Thank you Thanks, so much, Jennifer. Jennifer. Keep listening. Yep. Call us back sometime. We got another call in the Go studio. Ahead, caller. Okay. Hello? Hi. Who do we got? Hi. This is Leo. Leo! Leo! Are you still up in Santa Fe, Leo? Yes, I'm up here at Santa Fe. Uh, there's about, I'm going to guess, about at least 100, 150 people right now. It's a little bit bigger earlier. Some yeah. of them have kind of like dwindled in and out. That's pretty good. You know, but I just got a text message from Mark saying that BLM attacked a man there and the <gasps> bikers took him away, took away his hammer and gave him to the police. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and he was arrested. He was arrested. Good. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, someone was insane enough to attack a biker? Well, the biker, yeah. the biker, uh, well, did he well, attack well, a, No, the well, bikers well, are the ones I, that I, I know, apprehended yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, but. I'm sure we'll yeah, be hearing about that later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. There's a, there's, a, there's a few of them that got some footage. You know, Anna Marie, she got some footage. Oh, good. Tell her uh, to post it. So, to, so did uh, Tamara. 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 Sorry. Yes. Tamara. Uh, Tamara yeah, sent me something. something that might have been it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so a little bit yeah, of excitement yeah. up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about tell so us about what's going on up there, Leo. Uh, we did like, a few prayer runs. Like uh, they uh, they uh, walked around the Capitol a few times, singing uh, the uh, singing and praying the Rosary. Uh, they did um, a march that was like down the street and then back up. I, I was of course with Mark helping them with the. MLG impeachment forms. How many? How so many? Uh, how was, many signatures are you getting today? Oh, we have well over fifty by now. Okay, cool. We have quite a few. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Yes. Thank yes. you uh, for doing wish, that. Yeah, of course. Wish you guys were here, but thank you very much for having your guys' show and you know reaching all the uh, patriots out there and. You know, getting the message out to the people about what's going on, you know, with this corrupt government and, you know, our corrupt governor as well, you know, especially all the voter fraud that's getting done, you know. Oh, yeah. And everybody listening is like, this is one way that you can be heard. This is a way that you can make a difference. You can show up for these rallies. 
Yeah. You can, and it also gives you a way to network with other patriots, and you're going to make a lot of friends. And I think we all need some friends right now. And and showing up is important uh, because with all the suppression and the legacy media that's going on, especially even here in our local media, they don't like to cover these events. They don't cover these events. Maybe after the fact, they may you know spin it and try to make them look bad. But they don't yeah. like to highlight the fact that people are out there. We are outraged. We are mad. We don't like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I really think that uh, New Mexico flipped red. If yeah, it I hadn't been for the fraud, New Mexico, I think, would have flipped red. Yeah. And I think that scares right. the gradue out of the Democrats in this state. Mm-hmm. If any of them were in the know about the, the fraud and the election fraud, they got to be scared right now. Because we know who won. We know who we voted for. And that's not who they keep telling us won. So the more that we show up, the more that we show up, speak out, and keep doing it, the less people will be able to ignore it. In a way, we're using Saul Alinsky's role for radicals against them. That's right. We're going to keep repeating the truth over and over again. Yeah. Instead of repeating lies again and again until people take him as truth. No, we're going to keep repeating the truth again and again and again and again. Yeah. And and right. and I have no qualms about, you know, if, if they succeed in stealing this presidential election of, you know what? Not my president. You guys started it 4 years ago. Right. So, yeah. Only not we have my a president. good reason to say he's not our president. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got affidavits galore yes. of fraud. We have videos of fraud yeah. all up the wazoo. Woohoo! Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you know, not and my I'm, president. I'm of course working on the fraud myself. So that's right. You know, and yeah, so it's 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 out there. It's definitely out there. This isn't some gimmick. You know, it's it's we have evidence, hardcore evidence that suggests that the that the voter recount is necessary. We have hardcore evidence that. Uh, we need to hold these uh, people accountable, you know, people like Biden, Kamala Harris. We need to hold all these uh, dirty politicians as well as the people that they have puppeted to do their bidding, you know. Yes. This is, this, yeah. We can't tolerate this. This is, this is treason against our government. No, we and have to, we have to expose the truth. We absolutely have to. And it is taking the voice of the people away. They, the left always likes to say, oh, we want to give people a voice. We want to give you... You know, make it fair, make it equitable, etc. This is the very antithesis of fair and equitable. This is the antithesis of giving the people a voice. They are silencing, they are suppressing, and they are the ones who are disenfranchising the people. Yeah. So, uh, Leo, uh, you got anybody else there that wants to talk to us while you got us on the phone? Uh, let's see if I can get one of our Liberty ladies over here. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do an on-the-ground interview. It sounds like someone's really heated back there. Is that cool? Is that Koi? Yeah. No, Koi's in D.C. today. Oh, he is. I saw him right. on video this morning walking uh, uh, on his horse by the Washington Monument. Wait, he took his horse with him? He did. Oh, my God. He takes his horse everywhere. That, that's dedication. Yeah. Uh, I need to meet that horse. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. That is awesome. I, I love I love just hearing this. Hey, Hello? who's this? Hi. Hey, this is Rebecca. I'm going to try to come to a better... Um, I'm going to take your phone over here. 
Oh, I recognize this. Oh, it must be Audrey. It's Audrey. Oh, April. 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 Okay, sounds like Audrey. April Marie. Hey, April. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So, how's the uh, how's the um, rally going? It's going fantastic. We've been going since about noon. We did a uh, walk out to the cathedral, mm-hmm. came back, uh, did a bit of a Jericho walk, and we're just here um, having a really peaceful protest, you know, just waking up the people, cool. uh, telling people about what's going on. It's great. It's going good. There's a lot of people here. Did you participate in the, um, in the caravan today by any chance? Um, I didn't because I'm from, I live up north, so usually I don't come down from the oh, south, but a lot of my friends did, yeah. Like, how, how, many, friends did. how many cars were in the caravan, do you know? Uh, I mean, let me ask. Okay. I know last time there was like 270 or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm not oh, sure yeah. Now. It was long. It was I a long caravan. Out, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, that's awesome. Nobody close I apologize. There's nobody close enough for oh, me Oh, that's to ask, okay. So. Big the caravan, but, but I know when it came in, it was pretty big. Good, good, yeah. good, because yeah. Well, we we need to start making Santa Fe sick of us. Going, oh my we gosh, do. every Saturday there's this traffic from the Trump uh, supporters. We need, we need to be really and annoying. It's just impossible <laughs> to get anywhere those, around yeah. the roundhouse. Those darn Trump supporters, they're just blocking up the roads. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and yeah. Oh, darn Trump supporters. And also the other thing, <laughs> yeah. too, is, you know, usually the governor's not even at the roundhouse. Um, no. We need to start having protests outside the governor's mansion. One mansion drive. Yep. Yeah. We're that's where she's at. That actually today, yeah, she's not there today, so that's we mm-hmm. were actually going to walk there instead of the cathedral, but yeah. it was like four miles away. It's too far, but I think we'll plan yeah. the next one because I help organize a lot of these. Good. So that's what we think, because she isn't ever here, but because it's, you know... Um, state government, property, public property, we can come here and we can peacefully protest. I'm sure yeah. we could do it outside the mansion, too. But and if it's any day, and if, why people gather here. And if, it's, and if you plan it any other day than Saturday, I will also be there. Yes, yeah, same here. Okay. And make, okay, sure you, make sure you have our email address, right? Um, I don't, but you can give it to me. I actually have a pen right now because I'm actually getting some people together right now to cool. um, start uh, masking off, taking the masks off. Yes. Good. Go ahead. Liber- Burn them. Liberty Ladies Unite Liberty. at gmail dot com, and hopefully the the Gmail Liberty. part will ch- will change. Yeah. But yeah. Liberty Ladies Unite at gmail dot com. Liberty and, Ladies Unite at gmail dot com. Correct. Yeah. And, and 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 this goes for anyone else listening too. If you know of a Patriot event going on, a conservative event, a Trump rally. Email us and let us know because we'll put it up on the Rock of Ch- uh, Rock of Talk dot chat website. Yep. Eddie Aragon's created a little conservative calendar because yep. people have been asking in droves. So we're what can we're I helping do? promote the rallies here. Yes. So, oh, wow. So we yeah. want to help promote the rallies. Fantastic. We want to talk about them on the radio. If we can get people to call in, you know, uh, if they're on Saturdays to our station or even during the week to, to Eddie. Um, call and give updates on how's it going, how many people are there, because the media, the local media, you're not going to see this. They're not going to cover us live. No. They're, no. they're not there. I, I'll no. bet you. Does KRQE13 have a camera crew there right now? No. No, they never no. come out. We have to have some of our own like personal photographers and journalists do uh, coverage on it. As a matter of fact, I had... Um, um, 
a cousin of mine actually just a press release to get try to get more people here. But thank you for providing your email address because Absolutely. there's a group of us uh, grassroots uh, efforts coordinators that basically um, coordinate and organize a lot of these. So now this will be great so we can give you all a heads up and you can share right. that information and, with your, and, your viewers and your listeners. Yeah, and the nice thing is it gives um, everybody to have a central place where they can tell what's going on and we can help promote it here. And mm-hmm. and put it all together. And it's like like today we we were talk we um, we were letting everybody know about the rally in Santa Fe, the rally There's one in Deming, in Deming, and, and the one in Rio, Rio Rancho. Yeah, Rio Rancho. So, so there's stuff all over the state. That, you guys are also aware that like all the capitals in the country were having um, a big rally. Like there's a big one in D.C. The second yes. MAGA march. Yes. Yep. So, They've got the yeah, big okay. MAGA march there. I was watching that one this morning on RSBN. Wasn't it amazing? I it, it the was. Last one last month. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. We're, we're just saying that uh, one mm-hmm. of the cowboys for Trump are out there. Yeah. Coy is out in yeah, D.C. With his horse. Yeah. Coy yeah. Griffin. I love yeah, Coy. Coy. He's Griffin, awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. He usually comes here and um, does like our opening prayer for our rallies. Yeah. He was, he was actually asked to be a speaker today out there. So oh, that's awesome. we're with him there in spirit. But, that's yeah. great. That is great. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, and we're we're going to help out here as much as we can. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Have okay. a blessed day. You too. Of course. You oh, too, April. Uh-huh, you too. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. All right, Leo, we're going to let you go for now, okay? It's kind of noisy out there. Can Leo even hear us? I don't know. The noise? <laughs> Leo, did we lose you, Leo? Uh, Leo. Can you hear us? Leo? Yeah, uh, he can barely. <laughs> we're we're co- we're competing with dueling sound I know. systems. So hey, Leo, we're gonna let you go, and I will touch base with you later. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll he'll definitely fill us in later. Yeah. He's great about that. So I'm kind of thinking, why don't we do a little break here, and oh, then yeah. come back. So we've uh, got a song we're gonna for you play all. A song. You're gonna like it. And we'll be back in a few minutes, and yeah. then we'll dig into the rules for radicals. That's right.
about a minute and a half. And that was the who. We won't get fooled again. Such a classic. I oh, know. Such a classic. I don't I don't know if any of you saw the Super Bowl several years ago where they did the halftime show. It was awesome. I loved it. I'm kind of an old time rock and roller. That's kind of my kind of my preference. You know, an interesting fact about if you guys like trivia, an interesting fact about that song is this was track nine of the Who's album Who's Next? And it was first recorded in New York on March 16th of 1971, and it was rejected, believe it or not. It's funny how times change, and then, and then suddenly something becomes uh, popular after later on. Yeah. And it became the first song to be worked on with Glenn Johns during a trial session at Stargroves with the Rolling Stones mobile studio in April 1971. So anyway, just thought I'd share that little fact with you. Anyway, so Natalie is going to do her monologue for this half of our show. Probably better off described as a rant. (laughs) (laughs) You you all know that I love freedom and that my take on on freedom doesn't mean that you're free necessarily to hurt other people or to do things to other people's detriment. But the, the old view... The original definition of freedom and liberty was, you know, liberty basically means responsible freedom. That you take responsibility for your actions and your choices and you do not get, your choices and actions are not interfered with or impeded by others. So we, we've come to this point in our country But we have to ask ourselves, what does freedom really mean to us now? Does it mean, oh, I'm free to play video games half the day? Yeah, I know, Jaybird's nodding his head in the sound booth. I'm ignoring you. Does it mean that we're free to eat as much candy as we want or, you know, 
pig or out. Or a red velvet cupcake. Or a red velvet cupcake. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Re- Rebecca brought those into her I- into the studio today for her birthday celebration. Happy birthday, by the way. You know, what, what are we free to do? Well, the long and the short of it is that we are free to choose for ourselves. And in choosing, in making choices for ourselves, we accept the consequences and the rewards. Meaning that if we make good choices for ourselves, the rewards are all ours. If we make bad choices, the consequences are also all ours. And it is this sense of responsibility for one's own choices and actions that I believe we've lost to a large extent in this country, but that with our current president, Donald J. Trump, this country woke up and started realizing this is something we need to get back. If you have a government entity that sits over everyone and says, oh, oh, it's, it's okay if you made a bad choice, we'll help make it better, then what incentive does anyone have to stop making bad choices? And if when you make a good choice, if you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, you started your own business, you're not in debt to anyone, you you are making it through the world on your own terms, whatever those may be, and then the government steps in and says, oops, you can't do business anymore because you're not essential. If the government now doesn't only not reward but takes away, punishes those who have made good choices. Oh, case in point, many Asian Americans who applied to Yale and Harvard and didn't get in on their merits, even though they out-tested and outperformed everyone else. Oh, but they were the wrong skin color. So now if the government punishes you for making good choices, what incentive? do you have to continue making good choices? In fact, it almost seems that every which way we turn, the way the government is headed these days is to incentivize poor decision-making and disincentivize hard work and good, healthy decisions. Because if we now can get rewarded for being a couch potato and eating all those chips and drinking all those sodas and ending up with diabetes. Oh, but don't worry, we'll give you free health care. But those who work hard, build a business only for the government to turn around and say, nope, for whatever reason, we've just decided that you're not necessary. And if you end up closing your doors, oops, too bad, so sad. What kind of choices do you think people are really going to make? Do you think they're going to want to be upstanding citizens when criminals are being let loose in many states? I mean, just recently, the, oh gosh, who was it? One of the states decided to go ahead and make bail affordable. What, affordable? Bail? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, bail is supposed to not be affordable so that not just, you know, no one can buy their way out of prison. And if they do raise the money, well, they got to go through a heck of a lot of stuff to get those funds. It's called punishment. 
Right. I suppose it's not punishment anymore. Yeah, and oh yeah, we, and we want criminals to be able to vote while they're in prison. Hmm. Okay. So if if it's no longer so bad to be a criminal, then wouldn't logic dictate that more people are going to start being criminals? And if it is so hard to be a good, contributing, positive member of society, it is so. If it is so hard to you know stay out of debt and send your kids to good colleges and save up for your retirement, oh. Well, how many people do you think are really going to strive for that version of happiness when they could just put their hand out and say, oh, okay, I guess I'll take unemployment. I mean, it's barely enough to live on, but, you know, it pays the rent. And then I can just sit at home and watch TV all day and become a couch potato and get that diabetes and get on Medicaid. And get on food stamps. Do you know what you call the children of couch potatoes? Hmm. Tater tots. <laughs> I love that. Tater tots. <laughs> one of my kids likes tater tots. I plagiarized that, that, I that one, by the way. It's like, it was was that Mark's? <laughs> no, that was actually Skip Heitzig that said that oh. at a church service one Sunday. Cool. Tater tots. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that and use that on one of my kiddos. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but that makes up a great point. If our current generation, and actually I would posit the the idea that this has been going on for a couple of generations at least now, but if a generation starts relying on the government instead of standing on their own two feet, and they start to make bad choices instead of good choices, what do you think their children are going to do? But I think that's sort of the point in all of this. Oh, yeah. Is... Those who are in power and those who wish to maintain power, they have to find a way to keep the population dumb and keep us as useful idiots. So they've allowed us to have entertainment galore to distract us. And, you know, if you want to see some flesh, you can see some flesh. If uh, if you want to see kids, oh, it's disgusting but yeah there's even that stuff available you know they they don't like to talk about it but uh hey you know pizzagate uh-huh yeah it it happened yeah so we have all these distractions we have all these entertainments are you not entertained from the gladiator (laughs) Mm -hmm. love joaquin phoenix but you know it's the same today as it was then it is back then people were controlled by watching people in the ring killing each other, being eaten by, by lions and, and things like that, and it, it kept them entertained and passive. And look what happened to Rome. So Rome fell, not because its enemies caused their downfall. Any of you who know your history know that Rome fell because it rotted and disintegrated from within. It was no longer cohesive. The people didn't care anymore. They had no national pride they had no pride in their own lives and what and what they were working towards because they weren't working towards anything anymore. Rome became a failed state because of Rome, because of corruption, and because its people stopped trying to safeguard their own freedom and liberties. They never and they, they didn't even see it the way we do these days. 
So we have a bigger burden. We have a bigger responsibility. America started out by recognizing that we have got these God-given rights. No government gives them to us. We are born with them. And what we do with our freedom and liberty is up to us. And we take responsibility for the good and the bad. But that's all been taken away, and it's been seduced away softly with, oh, but you know, it's okay if you can't quite make your house payment. The government will help you out. Oh, it's okay if you can't quite afford food. The government will help you out. Oh, you know, church charities, eh, what are those? We've made those kind of obsolete because the government's going to help you out. So now we are no longer responsible for our bad decisions or even just lack of enough decisions, let's say financially or in the workforce, that can get us to a place where we can stand on our own. But now also, we don't have the right to be successful. Oh, unless you're in a certain party, a certain political party. But step out of line with that, question what they say, question their bottom line and their narrative, and oh, you're booted out onto the corner again, and you can starve for all they care. So where do we go from here is the question. And I, when I, want, I want to harp on something that you know, my, those who are close to me and my friends know. We take in a lot of facts and we spit out a lot of facts that you all hear on the show. And, and some of them are disheartening. It's true. But hope. It's not the slogan that Obama created. It was around way before him. <laughs> and, and the interesting thing is when Obama used it, he didn't even use it correctly. He used the word hope to make us believe that we were hopeless. When in reality, hope comes from acting and from having something to believe in. And if you are out there thinking, oh my gosh, that the Supreme Court struck down that, that, that Texas lawsuit and, and Biden's going to make it in the White House and then... America's just finished. And I know that it's so easy to get caught up in that thinking. A lot of people are thinking that way. A lot of my friends have already given into that and told me, you know, sweetie, it's a pipe dream. Biden's the next president. You just, you're fooling yourself if you think Trump's got a chance. Well, okay, let me fool myself then. Let me have hope. No, don't let me because no one lets me have hope. I have it. I take it. I claim it. And one of the things that gives me hope and gives hope to many of my friends and family who are in this fight, in this fight for our freedoms, is the fact that we can still do something. Can you affect the Supreme Court's decision where you are today, right now, in your home, driving in your car or in your chair, wherever you may be? No, you may not be able to do that. But what can you do? Can you call a city councilor like many of you did last week? And I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of Albuquerque. And I'm so proud of all my friends who called, who emailed, who went onto the city council website and posted public comments and told them, we don't like what you all are doing with this one bill, or actually there were two really, that got taken off the table because enough people made noise 
enough people spoke up, called, emailed, whatever they had to do, and city council pulled those bills off the table. Isn't it funny? I was talking about Borrego by name mm -hmm. on last week's show. Borrego, she's the one that was responsible for dropping it. Yeah, her and Isaac Benton were the ones who sponsored a bill specifically to make it so that you couldn't interfere with law enforcement when they were trying to uphold a public health order, which is eh, interesting. And Rebecca and I are going to talk about that one specifically here in a little bit. But the point is that you did something. You did something within your sphere of influence. And, and right now, you know, a Supreme Court Justice of the United States may not be in our sphere of, uh, of influence, and if they are, oh, by golly, I hope you're communicating with them. But if they're not, look around you. Who is in your sphere of influence? Our city councilors, school boards, elect, you know, local county elected officials, your state legislators, congressional members. Whoever is in your sphere of influence, you can reach out. You can talk to them. And I would highly encourage trying to talk to them voice to voice, if not, you know, face to face is kind of out for the most part these days. <clears throat> it is my preference, though. Um, but you can talk to them, you can email them, you can leave them messages. Use whatever influence you have in your sphere. And let me tell you, everybody has a sphere of influence. If you're a grandma and the only influence you have is with your grandkids, well, guess what? They could be the next city councilors. They're for sure going to be the next voters of city councils and county officials and legislators on the state and the national level. Families out there, you're raising children. You're raising the next generation. So raise them to know and what their freedom and liberty means and to love their freedom and liberty so much that they will be willing to Fight for those liberties as they grow and get older. If you're a college student, you think, oh, I don't have influence anywhere, especially now that I don't see anybody in person. Well, but you talk to a lot of people on social media, don't you? You sure talk to a lot of people on, uh, oh, maybe share stuff on TikTok, Facebook. I know Facebook is for the old fogies. Um, Twitter. <clears throat> oh, hope you're going to parlor instead of Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's tanking. But, you know, Share, share some stuff with uh, friends in your sphere of influence on your you know, message groups and your chats on a message board. Ask a question like, hey, how, how is it that Biden outperformed Obama and Hillary Clinton's numbers of votes in the battleground states like Michigan, Georgia, which is a red state, but he didn't outperform Hillary or Obama's voting numbers in California or Oregon huh? or New York. <gasps> Those are major blue states. How did Biden? You know, this is logic, people. Ask those kinds of questions. Ask questions. Make people think. They're not always going to thank you for it. Some of them might attack you for it. But that's your sphere of influence. If you are an employee at a job and you have to wear the darn mask all the time or you will lose your job. Yeah, you're being victimized by all this craziness in this state and this country as well. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, 
I've known people who, you know, I, I've walked by and not worn a mask, and they just let me go. They don't say anything. Employees in a store, you know, my, my mother, she's the sweetest thing, <clears throat> she, and and she really can't afford to wear a mask. She has had and has still cancer, and her respiratory issues. Yeah, she she can't wear a mask for very long, so oftentimes she pulls it down. And she's just the sweetest thing. She, you know, someone comes by and they're like, "Um, you're you're supposed to wear your mask up over your face." And and, and this employee's wearing a mask, and her response is always, "Oh, I know. It, it it's such a drag, and I'm so sorry that you have to wear the mask as well." And she has told me of so many conversations she's had, where the other person, instead of getting uptight and defensive and trying to force her to wear a mask. They come right alongside her and go, yeah, I know, it, it's a real drag, but you know what? I don't even really care about it that much. Just, you know, get your shopping done. Those are great examples about how we come into contact with people all the time and we can influence them. And everyone has a different way of influencing. Everyone has a different circle of influence. But if you can determine what your fight is, even if it's just pulling a mask under your nose or even maybe wearing a scarf instead of a mask or calling your legislators or emailing them once a day to say, hey, what are you doing for small businesses? And then tomorrow, hey, have you thought about what you're going to do for small businesses? Or on Monday, hi, so any follow-up on um, what you're going to do for small businesses? You know, drip, 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 little things. There's all kinds of ways that you can do it. You find your fight. And it doesn't have to be huge. But if everyone finds their fight where it is, and it doesn't even have to be fighting with people, like like the example with my mother. She is a wonderful empathizer. And she, she empathizes with security guards and managers and employees and and they're just like, oh, we don't really know what to do with this little lady, but okay. Y- you do not have to fight the way Rudy Giuliani is fighting, but God bless him for doing it. You do not have to fight the way that Rebecca and I are doing it. But if you want to and you're interested, contact us. You find how you can push back, how you can claim your freedom, and you will find that when you start to do that, your hope will expand. Because hope doesn't just come from believing in something outside of yourself, although it certainly can. But remember that faith is the evidence of things hoped for. We have to hope for something, and then we have to take action, and we have to try to bring that something about. So take action. I know you all love your freedoms. You love your liberty. So find the way that you can take action, that you can protect your liberty, fight for your freedom, and watch your hope soar. Hope's not dead as long as we say it isn't. And that's all I got. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. (laughs) You know... I was going to say this earlier, and it just kind of slipped by me. <clears throat> what in this state, actually it's going on all over the country, 
what they're trying to make you think is that things that are actually liberty, freedom, things that are God-given, they're trying to make you believe that they are privileges. They're trying to make you believe that going to church is a privilege. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to let you go to church at 25% this week. Or if you're really good, we might just let 50% go next week. Mm. Because they're giving, they're making you believe that, oh, well, we're going to give this to you. It's kind of like a Stockholm syndrome in a way. And then shopping for groceries now, apparently, is a privilege. Yeah. And... They take away our ability to shop for groceries freely, and then they give it back. Well, Mad Lupita Governess has been taking away our our right to gather in a restaurant and eat in a restaurant and be served food in a restaurant that we pay for. And she keeps yanking it back and forth. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, okay, now you can, but just 25%. Oh, no, you can't anymore. Oh, Oh, okay, I guess I'll let you do it up to, oh, 50%. Isn't this wonderful? I'm I'm giving you this. Don't you feel lucky? Yeah, but but in reality, no, they're not giving you squat. They took away something that was never theirs to take away in the first place. And now they say, oh, we have the power to give it to you. No, they do not. No, they don't. They never had the right to take it to start with. And unfortunately, a lot of people, I believe, were just asleep at the wheel. And a lot of people don't realize what their liberty and constitutional rights are. I would suggest pick up a little, you can get these little pamphlets of the Constitution of the United States. You should get yep. one. You should read it over. And actually, we're going to be doing that. After we're done with rules and radicals, then we're going <laughs> we're to yeah. get started on the Constitution. It'll take us weeks to cover all of that. But... Um, it's it's your right. It's nothing that can be taken away. And the thing with this whole mask scam that they've got going and the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff that they never had the right to do to start with, and I even read you even the Supreme mm. Court ruling on that, yep. which confirmed that. From 1866. From 1866. It's a, it's a ruling which is still in effect. It's... Apparently, a lot of people have forgotten about it. Maybe even the Supreme Court has apparently forgotten about it. Why aren't they enforcing it now? Why aren't they enforcing their own ruling? So, we can debate about that all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is the powers that be, the corrupt governor, the Democrat governors around the state, and I'm I'm even blaming this on Republican politicians. They're not... Maybe not quite as complicit, but a lot of them are. They have per- perpetrated this this scam on you for months now. They've destroyed lives. And kind of like what I talked about in my monologue at the beginning, they, they don't know a way out of this. They've dug themselves such a deep hole on this scam. How do they gracefully get out of it now? They can't just say, Oh, well, sorry, none of that was true, and uh, we're just going to end all that stuff today. No, because then they may have to really pay a price, because then everybody will wake up and realize our lives have been ruined for no reason. Yeah. And they don't want people to come to that realization. Well, and they're also drunk on power. They are. Our mad governess herself, I don't think she ever intends on letting go. No. No. 
for sure she's going to try to steal her reelection. <laughs> I mean, be pre- be prepared for that, folks. In two years, our 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 midterms are coming up, and midterm elections, and yeah, be prepared for it. They think that they're going to be able to steal reelection, just like they've stolen elections for decades in this state. And we need to prepare for that. that we need to why, fight that. That is why it is so incredibly important right now that we not let this go. This fight, you cannot just give up and roll over and say, oh, well, we lost. No, no, you can't do that. We have to fight this to the end. The truth needs to come out. Justice needs to be served. Otherwise, we will no longer have a country. Yeah. We won't. And And the whole thing with the... With the mass scam and the sh- and the lockdowns and all that other nonsense, the only way it's going to end is for you to refuse to comply. Eventually, this is what would happen. If everybody, if the sheriffs that we've been backing up for months, if they said, hey, we're not going to enforce, enforce any of this crap, and they make it well known, hey, we're not going to enforce this. And if a lot you, of them aren't. In, no, a lot in, of them in the aren't. In more rural counties, a lot of them aren't. Or if you have cities like Roswell... And, and other cities that are standing up, and we're working on Rio Rancho right now, if the city council stand up and say, sorry, we're just not going to enforce these lockdowns or mask mandates anymore. They're detrimental to our citizens, yeah. and our citizens have spoken up and said we don't want it anymore. So, so. so what that will do is that will give these corrupt politicians an out, because then they'll just have to, one of these days they're going to have to throw up their hands like, well, we tried, and... We're, we just can't enforce this anymore because nobody's complying. So we're just going to have to give up. That is the way that it ends. That's the way it ends. Yeah, and vote them out. And then vote them out. Yeah, vote them out or impeach. impeach yeah, MLG. impeachmlg.com. We've got a lot of ways to fight. We've got a lot of fronts to fight our battles on. And, again, I can't underscore enough that if you're someone who can potentially run in one of the upcoming elections for a city council or a county seat or school board in your district, you've got to run. Think local. You could make a huge mm. difference at a local level. Yes. If if we can get to the point, oh my gosh, if we can get a sheriff in Bernalillo County that will refuse to uphold the governor's mandates, wow. That would be huge. That would be huge. Huge, because Bernalillo County is one of the three holdout sheriffs, I believe, that hasn't gotten mm-hmm. on board with the whole, yeah, no, we're not enforcing in that. that that's, that's stupid. So the elected officials at the local level matter. School board officials, oh my gosh, they have a lot of power, a lot of power. Uh, city council, yeah, we, we need to start packing in our our own people to these elections, because I'm tired of going to these elections, the local elections, and seeing Democrat after Democrat go unopposed. Yeah, that's got to end. If we don't run, we can't win, and we will lose. So start running. And look at it this way. Over the past several months, during everything we've gone through, we have built a huge grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. Huge. We can mobilize that grassroots movement, and we can put these people behind candidates and that really, want to run for these offices. Really, this grassroots movement has been, it's been a long time coming. It's been growing for years. It really started when Trump first campaigned and then got elected. 
that's really when it started getting big, especially in New Mexico. Yeah. So, you know, we, regardless of whether the election get, succeeds in getting stolen or not, or whether Trump stays in the White House, we've got work to do. We've got work to do. We need people who are freedom-loving, and I don't even care if you're more libertarian than conservative, if you identify as uh, independent instead of Republican, as long as you're not a socialist, as long as you're not a Marxist who wants to take away our freedoms and con- consign our children to voluntary slavery, you need to run. You need to run for office. Contact us. We're willing to help. We're willing to we help. Are. We're willing to help advertise. We need to see Albuquerque go red. And I believe Albuquerque is probably more red than people think. I think so, too. But now it it needs to go grassroots from the bottom up. Our government in New Mexico and in Albuquerque is so top-heavy with corruption. And we're going to have to unseat that corruption from the bottom up. We need to start voting these people out. We need to start voting people in who are regular citizens like you and I, who have jobs, who have families, who have other interests, are business owners, and we care about what happens to Albuquerque, and we love New Mexico, and we care about its people. That's the kind of people. I think another thing, too, that needs to be done is, is we need to start holding the Republican Party's feet to the fire on this. I mean, with everything that's been going on, um, you know, what has... What has Steve Pierce done? I mean, he's the oh. chair of the the Republican Party. What has he done? He wrote a couple of letters. Funny you should mention wow. that, Jay Bird. A couple. Okay, of the election that occurred the other day for the RNC chair, Eddie Aragon was running for that spot. He lost that by one vote. One vote. So what they did was they reinstalled Steve Pierce. Yep. Okay. Well, they also the recounted that, and found and quote found that he lost by twenty seven votes, which I find really I I find hilarious. Yeah, fr- fraud. It isn't just on the Democrats. No, side. apparently <laughs> not. There was a water leak, didn't you hear? A urinal oh, was the urinal leaking again? There, probably maybe. in another state, but yeah. there was somewhere there's yeah. a urinal overflowing. Yeah. So yeah. So so Steve Pierce, the guy that never showed up for a single rally this entire year. And Natalie and I and a whole bunch of other people have been working their butts off organizing these rallies, going to these rallies. I personally went to most of the rallies myself, even the ones that weren't local. Steve Pierce was not to be seen at any of those rallies. What did Steve Pierce do? I don't think Steve Pierce did anything. Oh, wait, don't you know that they started the Respect New Mexico initiative? Oh, how nice. Okay. Nice. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a good word. Nice yeah. is a horrible word. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, nice. The connotations of nice actually der- yeah. are derived from ignorance. Oh, then you got exactly what I meant. So, so Steve Pierce, the guy that basically lost it big for us, has now been rewarded by being put back into that position again for another round. <laughs> I, I'm just so huh. excited about that. Not, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what we should do? Let's see what our callers have to say. Yeah, we got a caller yeah. on the line. Uh, who do we got on the line? Hi, this is Tim from New Mexico. Hey, I'm Tim, Boston, how's it going? From Las Lunas. And anyway, this is—I've lived here basically my whole life. Um, this state is not the same state it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. 
it just ain't the same state. I'm 58, and uh, it just ain't the same. It's totally mm. perpendicularly opposite of what it was even 20 years ago. It's just that far down the tube. But I can tell you, uh, the fat little chihuahua is going to run over top of Pierce again. Cause he, he's planning on running to get run of over again. Course. But this time, instead of using a pickup to run him over, she's going to run him over the steamroller, and she's going to win by 20 points. You cannot keep running the same squash-down pancake every time expect, and expecting to win. I can remember when Obama squashed the crap out of uh, McCain. I conceded. I, I said, no, it's over. No, 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 there's no sense. <laughs> Obama's going to run him McCain over. McCain was such an embarrassment. I remember on he one of the... On one of the debates, he's sure. like dawdling around the stage like he's lost, and it's like, what is he, he doing? He was a disaster. Then yeah. Romney, the next pancake ran, and I conceded. I told everybody, he goes, why, don't have an election. Just give Obama eight years and be done with it. Well, I think if we're going to run Steve Pierce, then we'll just keep that little chihuahua in there for eight years and save the money <laughs> and the hassle. Hey, I got an because idea. He is going to win. I got an idea. How about we just ignore the the RNC in this state and we just start our own grassroots movement on our say, own yeah, because we cannot nominate Party. Steve Pierce again because we will lose. Oh, he'll get run over. Steve no Pierce is just, boring. He should have shut his pie hole and stayed as congressman. I told him that personally when he was running back in 20, uh, when he ran for governor, I said, you need to just shut up and stay with your seat you got and hold that seat down and just stay out of the way. That would have been maybe a good idea. Have, yeah, he could have stayed out of the way. and Maybe we would have got a real man with some testosterone in there like Greg Zanetti <laughs> or somebody like that if the Lord could bless us with Greg Zanetti. Oh my but we're going to have yes. idiots going to get in the way and he's going to get run over. As Trump That's would just, say it, we need a high-energy guy in there. Yeah, and I think Greg Zed, well, Greg Zed, he's not just high-energy, he's high-IQ. Yeah, high-IQ, high high-energy, I love it. I mean, if he's he got ran, solutions. if he ran, I see Chihuahua would have not a prayer in the world. She no. wouldn't have a prayer against Greg Zanetti. No. But Republicans will not nominate him. They they will go out and they'll pick the same blockhead who's going to get run over again. Then they'll sit and cry after the after they get run over. Oh my god! I got squashed out. How yeah. did this happen again? They're no, idiots. it's it's That's time why. to make them obsolete. And, yeah. and I, yeah. what I really see this as uh, Eddie running for GOP chair was their last chance for the Republican. Committee right. in New Mexico to get on board with change, to get and on they, board with winning, and to show the people we we embraced defeat again. Yes. So we're going to welcome more defeat. So I figure. So they're done. If he's going to run. I'm just going to leave it blank. I'll, I mean, I'll vote for my state rep and my state senator, and against all the bond issues like I always do, but. I'll just leave the governorship blank because I will not have no part of being run over again. You, well, you won't have to do that, Tim. You, no. you won't have to do that, and here's why. No, because we're, we're going to do something different this time. Yeah, the, there's going to be something different. New Mexicans are tired. We are sick and tired oh, of I'm having the same party in charge, the same party putting us down, pulling us down, keeping us down. And well, it, it, if the rumors about some of that information on the Dominion server are to be believed, New Mexico flipped so red. But this well, how time... How do we have 103% turnout? Right. right. There, if, if, whenever, if, whenever you exceed the amount of votes 
that you have registered voters, to me, you're, you're automatically, the federal election oh, yeah. should come in, federal election sh- commission should come in, the U.S. Marshals should come in, and you audit it, and you start making arrests. Especially and, and in you, a state yeah. like New Mexico? And, I mean, what's the normal amount of turnout? Like, maybe 60%, maybe? Maybe. 60, 65%. Okay. Yeah. 55%, 60%. So that means we have... Over forty percent of fraudulent votes in this state, well, you and that's exactly what that company. means. Yeah. Uh, see, the Chicoms own this Dominion. Yep. They bought it out a year, I don't know, a year and a half ago or whatever, just and, in time in time of the election. And we've been so, using it since t- what two thousand nine, two thousand seven. Right. Well, I think. Same thing with these stupid masks. Okay. You look at them where they made at in China. Okay, how are you going to win a war when your enemy is supplying the weapons and the ammunition? How are you going to win? Mm, right. Those masks yeah. are not going to work. They never will. It's like my fence over here in the summertime trying to stop mosquitoes and flies from coming into my yard. Oh, it yeah. doesn't work. If you want to really do the job, which I've done it already, I'll put on my gas mask or I'll put on my respirator. If you, I mean, if you're serious the, about doing it. Yeah, at the very least, an N95 mask, which has been shown to it, at least be 50% effective against viral particulates. The, the straps on them last about 30 seconds. Right, they're unfortunately. No good. They're, they're, they're no good. So, yeah. you know, you're really looking at a respirator filter painting type deal. And do you really yeah. want to live like that? And do I want to walk around on the no. 105 degrees wearing a no. gas mask? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Hey, you no, know, I've, I've so. made my peace with my maker, and it's like, if it's my time to go, it's like, okay, but in the meantime, I'm going to live my life. Yeah, and, and everyone just, needs this to. This thing is a farce. It really it's it a is. farce. It's a lie. It was created by the Chai Coms along with the mm. globalist. It, it was created by them. This vaccine they got is a complete joke. It, it's not going to. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to fix anything. It really ain't. And it's going to give you another problem, a whole host of new problems. But it really it's not going to work. You know, oh, I have yeah. a whole bunch of stuff I brought with me on that, and I'm just going to yeah, run out of time. I'm not going to talk about it. See, well, don't I'll you know? Let you gals go. Maybe you can get to it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Tim. We <laughs> okay. appreciate it. Okay, you have a good day. You You too. Don't you know, CNN uh, a few days ago said, don't be alarmed if people start dying after taking the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, deaths may occur that won't necessarily have anything to do with the vaccine. Oh, you mean like deaths that occur that don't necessarily have anything to do with the China virus? Yeah. Really? They just happen to have the China virus when they got into an accident? And, 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 yeah, snap their neck or what have you. Right. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so we can make that correlation when people start dropping from the vaccine, but we can't make that correlation when they're not dying from a virus. Huh. Yeah. Again, I, I call BS. Yeah. I call BS on that yeah. one. Yeah. And, and if you all want to want to see that article, too, I'll put that up in the show notes because, oh, yeah, it's a doozy. Hmm. Yeah. So we could go two ways here. We could continue down that path, or we could uh, do rule two on rules for radicals. Ooh. I, I, that'd be a, a good one, because it actually relates to things we've been talking about. That's true. Oh, yeah, let's do rules for radicals. Okay, so we've already done rule number one, so we're going to move on to rule number two. Okay, and I've done a lot of thinking about this. Already. Rule number two, <laughs> never go outside the expertise of your people. It results in confusion, fear, and retreat. Feeling secure adds to the backbone of anyone. Okay, 
you know how I took that immediately when I read that is like never go outside the expertise of your people. So okay. what, Fauci? Oh, Fauci, yeah, <laughs> Fauci coming out and like he's like he knows exactly what he's talking. It doesn't matter that there's hundreds of other scientists and doctors all over the world come out and saying it's BS. Fauci says it. Everybody believes it, and since it's too complicated for most people to understand, well, then they just roll over and go along, and they put their mask on, and they and they and they stay home from work, and and they stay home and stay safe. And they drive around in their cars with their mask on. Yeah, that's the okay? one I can't stand. Because they have gone outside the expertise of the common person. Right. So people are living in fear because they don't understand. Yep. Yeah? You get yep. it the same way? Absolutely. Yeah. It's Well, n- not only do you not understand, but and I think to some extent... The left has been violating this rule where normally they're actually pretty good about sticking to it. When when you go outside the expertise of your people, like, for example, getting someone who's not an economist to come in and comment about the economy, you got to at least make sure that they have some type of credentials that make them seem like experts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, CNN, ABC, all, all those other companies tend to try to do that. The appearance of knowledge. The appearance of knowledge and expertise. Which would be rule number one. As opposed to the actual possession of knowledge and experience, really. Mm -hmm. Because that's what expertise is, is someone who holds experience in something specific. So when they go outside the expertise of their people, now they're having to make things up sometimes as they go along or make things look like they're true or make things look logical, or look believable. And so at first, people, yes, can be fooled, because, you know, if you're not going to dig any deeper, oh, yeah, that sounds like it makes sense. You know, wearing a mask blocks your coughing or sneezing, ergo, you know, wearing a mask would protect the people around you. That sounds perfectly logical. And to some extent, it could be true, but when you're talking about viruses and virus particulates that are smaller than uh, 0.125 microns, because yes, this specific type of coronavirus is exceedingly small and has been recorded as such. Well, now you're talking about virus particulates that are way, 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 way smaller than the holes even in N95 masks, which are 0.3 microns. But see, that doesn't matter because we have the big tech, we have the mainstream media, promoting only what they want you to hear and all those other experts around the world that are speaking out screaming saying yeah they, they're and they actually have expertise being, in these fields they're being censored they're being shut down right they're being blocked they're being removed from the search engines we even have and i'm not going to mention names because this would get me in trouble <laughs> we even have conservative <clears throat> talk show hosts that have bought into that it. Will, that are buying into this thing. They're buying into the whole garbage well, of the mask. I, They're buying into going home and killing grandma. And they, they spout that fear on a daily basis, even though they seem to be conservative about everything else. Well, and I think that's actually a great example of programming and gaslighting. Because all gaslighting in is really, it's really just programming. You say something long enough and people will believe it. Because now they've been programmed, and whenever their mind goes to that subject, they hear what 
they've been hearing this whole time and they now believe it because now they're able to repeat it. You know, belief doesn't start when you hear something. Belief actually begins when you repeat something. So I may hear something again and again and again and again in the news media, but I don't actually believe it until I start to repeat it. Once it comes out of my own mouth, I've claimed it as my own. <clears throat> now I believe it. So I think that that's a great example. You know, even, even some conservatives, Republicans, independents, what have you, they themselves have heard this so much. And if they aren't looking deeper, if they aren't looking at the facts and saying, hmm, I wonder if those statistics are really true. Hmm, I wonder why these statistics don't add up. I wonder what research has been done on this lately. Oh, yeah, Danish study of over 6,000 people, anybody? Hello, it's been suppressed by the media four mm-hmm. months, but it's amazing, and it'll open your eyes to quite a few things, and yeah, it's a technical read, but, you know, hey, you want the facts? Go straight to the source. Yeah. So when they keep, when people keep hearing the alternative facts, we'll call them, Yeah. They think, start thinking that they are the facts. And if they haven't heard enough of the actual truth, then they just don't know that it exists and they're willing to accept what they have heard and seen at large as the way that reality goes. So we need to get more out there, yes, but also people need to just freaking be curious. Like, yeah. oh, okay, oh. Yeah. You know, the media says this. I wonder why they say that. Let me look it up. It's really not that hard to debunk them. By the way, Natalie, we haven't given the phone number in a while. I'll give oh, the yes. phone number again. 505-266-1600 if you want to call in and talk to us because we are live Join today. Join the conversation. All. And we got oh, a little over half an hour left. Yes. So, um, oh, I find it interesting here that Paula Linsky says that organizations under attack wonder why radicals don't address the real issues. They avoid things which they have no knowledge. And I think that's really an important point because we're seeing that all the time. Is the media addressing real issues right now? Legacy media certainly isn't. They're they're like, oh, yes, President Biden is the president-elect and blah, blah, blah. And Oh, are are they bothering to look at the uh, Hunter Biden uh, collusion stuff with China and the Hmm. Biden crime family proof that's surging? I mean, Rudy Giuliani himself said that he has a physical memo that proves that the Biden crime family has ties to China monetarily. Um, there's proof. So, oh, they're, they're curiously incurious about that. The problem is, that. is the court going to listen to it or, bring, or allow the hmm. case to be heard because it's potentially political? Right. See, but, that's where we're at with everything. But yeah, if you keep wondering why you keep hearing the same thing in legacy media, mainstream media, whatever, again and again and again. And by the way, it's not going to be mainstream for much longer. Newsmax, what was it, last week or earlier this week, outdid Fox News in their viewership. And and someone else, uh, well, CNN has kind of been behind the curve forever. Um, I know that the Bannon, yeah, Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic site does millions of numbers in viewership. Bongino has millions of listeners. People are getting their news from elsewhere. And if you aren't, start getting your news from elsewhere. Start start getting other points of view on it. Because if you notice, you know, all these legacy media outlets keep saying the same thing. Over and over and over again. And they keep avoiding real news. 
Like, how many people actually knew that Israel, uh, you know, ju- just currently made a deal with Morocco? Yeah, that was awesome. That's that was huge last news. week, right? Yeah, how many people know about that? How many people even heard tangentially about that? Oh, let me tell you some, another piece of news, which, you know, I'm a science geek. How many people that just watch the mainstream news know that the really big Arecibo radio telescope in Puerto Rico, that the basically the support wires on it broke and the thing crashed to the ground and it is now destroyed? What? The Arecibo radio telescope is gone. Oh, now, oh my gosh. Now, did the mainstream news talk about it? This is just an example, okay? I, I follow all kinds of different sources. That's why I knew about that. Okay, that's big. I mean, it's one of our wow. main radio telescopes on the planet. Wow! And it's gone. Huh? Yeah, I and watched. it no, nowhere to. I that's the first that I heard yeah, about yeah. it too. I managed to catch wow. a video. It was very hard to find. I've catch a video of the thing collapsing and oh. falling to the ground and crumbling into a million pieces. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah. Just an example of how the news is no longer reporting all the news. They they target the things that they want to brainwash you about, and they just say it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's what's been going on. Yeah, they've they've been co-opted to think that they have to play this game, and really, what it is is they want to be close to power. They want to be close to the powerful, and they think that. That's that's how they'll become the newsmakers and stay the newsmakers if they're close and tied in with the powerful. It's awfully incestuous, uh, kind of disgusting sometimes too. But yeah, they don't seem to care about keeping people informed about pertinent things so much as telling us what to think. So it's no longer news; it's all propaganda. Yeah. We, 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 and yeah. we've seen or a how that conspiracy theory, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Well, it's only a conspiracy theory if it's just a theory as soon as you have evidence to back it up. Well, now it really is a conspiracy. Yeah. 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 And you know, since we're on that, let me go ahead because I. Hold on here. What did I do with that? Oh, she's flipping through her papers again. She's going to pull got, something you out. You know how Rush Limbaugh has his stack of stuff? Oh, yeah. I have my mountain of reading material here. Oh, okay, so, conspiracies. Oh, yeah, conspiracies. I had, I looked up. Well, yeah, if anyone knows about Rebecca, she she really loves to look up conspiracy theories, the whole gamut of them, from political all the way to, you know, aliens and UFOs and stuff, which is really fascinating. Oh, yeah. So, the, so which ones are we delving into today? <sighs> trying to find it. Okay, a conspiracy, essentially, you've got to break it down on a conspiracy theory. Okay, that's two words, okay? First of all, conspiracy simply means it's one or, one or more, or at least two people mm-hmm. involved in plotting some kind of nefarious criminal behavior. That's a conspiracy. Two or more people getting together to perpetrate some kind of fraud or crime or whatever. And then theory, that's a simple scientific word. Theory means that is something that it's an idea that you have that you're thinking, hmm, that's an interesting idea, and I'm going to look for proof to prove that theory. 
Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, okay, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is a conspiracy theory. And But if we find proof and no prove that theory, theory, it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's an actual conspiracy. Right. Now you have proof for it. So it's definitely a conspiracy theory. Right. It is a theory. But once you can prove it, once once you have evidence of two or more parties conspiring for a certain you know goal, well, okay, now it now it's just true. Yeah. Now it's it just is. fact. By the way, Natalie, if you want to post that link, I put it in the the big the longer notes I sent you mm-hmm. for the Arecibo Observatory collapsing. Oh, sweet. There's okay. a video of it showing it. Happen. Okay. Uh, I will and, put that in I, there. And I too. sent you that link. So Thank you. I, I doubt if anybody's censored and removed that one yet. So, <laughs> uh, One would hope not. Yeah. Oh, gee. But, hmm. yeah, I love conspiracy theories. I like, uh, I like researching them, and I like seeing if there is truth in them about the conspiracy theories. Because there are, and one of these days I think we're going to do a show about conspiracy theories. That would we, be fun. We could easily talk about conspiracy oh, theories yeah. for three years. Three hours. And I'm not talking to like Art Bell kind of stuff where you have people calling in and say that, you know, they were beamed up to the mothership and, and probe, <laughs> probed anally or anything like that. I'm talking about <laughs> actual conspiracy theory <laughs> stuff where we talk about uh, things that were reported and then the things, the the stuff that was put out later on, to try, the false information, that's often what they do with things, is they'll put out false information to misguide you. And what really gets them is when you, you see that they put out contradicting, contradicting uh, stories. Yes. Contradicting face, fake stories. And, and I've seen that happen over and over again. So we can definitely have some fun with that. So oh, does yes. that mean uh, no talk of the Bermuda Triangle? Hey, you know, my I'm theory, not making any promises. My theory is, you know, with all this talk of, um, I'm sorry, what's it called today? Climate change, uh, global warming. I, I don't know what they're calling it today, but you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with with uh, all that, and so many people accepting that as fact, then could you not sort of extrapolate that possibly the Bermuda Triangle has been growing? Ooh. Well... Okay, we're not going down that rabbit hole today, but that's interesting. No, but we can definitely include that in that conspiracy theory show that we're going to (laughs) do, where we can easily do an entire show about conspiracy theories. Wow. So, on the rules for radicals, okay, I I guess kind of put rules two and three both on my list for today because they, they both relate to each other. You know, number two was never go outside the expertise of your people. Mm-hmm. Number three is whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. Oh. See? So that's what I was saying. That's what they're doing to us mm-hmm. because they act like they know everything that's going on. They make people believe the lies. like, well, they're the experts. They know what they're talking about, so I'm just going to do what I'm told. Interesting. Yeah. So the two kind of go together. Interesting. So, yeah, whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the anyway. Look enemy. for the for, for ways to increase insecurity, anxiety, and uncertainty. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, it does, don't it? Hmm. Exactly. And and well, that, and that's especially uh, 
pertains to nowadays because most people aren't immunologists or virologists. It's like, complicated no, stuff. I, I even had someone tell me every time I would give them facts because they really were curious why I wouldn't wear a mask. I think they were trying to guilt me into wearing them, but whatever. And every time I'd give some good reasons, uh, she, she'd end up saying, oh, well, uh, I'm not a virologist. I'm like, well, you know, immunologists also agree that, oh, but well, I'm not an immunologist. I'm like, no, what you're really <laughs> saying is that you know that I am not a virologist and immunologist. But hey, guess what? I've been reading research from actual virologists and immunologists. Right. You want to take a look at them? No, no, not really. Right. I, I don't know about any. I don't have time. Oh, mm, okay. So what they're counting on is that we will believe what they tell us because what they're telling us is outside of our own expertise. Exactly. Exactly. And... Okay, so you may not be a, a virologist or an immunologist. Hey, I said that right. Um, <laughs> but you can look up the information. Yeah. And you can look up multiple sources of that information, and you can get an idea of what's the truth and what isn't. Yeah, you can, you can go to the experts. Right, right. You can go to the experts yourself and then realize that sometimes... The purported experts that are being touted and flaunted in your face are not really experts at all. Yeah, and you know, we got Dr. Slouchy um, oh, that's out a there. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. He's, he's out there saying all this stuff. Well, you know, maybe you should do a little research on Dr. Slouchy. Who does, who's he buddies with? Uh-huh. Bill Gates. Okay. Do a little research back on the Gates Melinda. You know, the Bill Bill and Melinda Melinda. Gates Foundation, Mm. what they're trying to accomplish. And keep in mind that him and Slouchy, they're good buddies. Oh, yeah. Okay? That should make you very, very worried. And has Dr. Slouchy treated a single patient? Mm. No, I don't think so. And not in over 20 years at the very least. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Dr. Scrace up in Santa Fe. Dr. Disgrace, yeah. Is he an uh, an epidemiologist or a a virologist? No, no, he... um, Wait, didn't he treat the governor's mother? Did he? Isn't isn't he like a family sort of practitioner, a personal <laughs> doctor? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not a specialist. That much I do know. He's no specialist. Well, let's see. Let's go to the phone lines real quick here. Who do we have on the line? Hey, caller, Hello, you're in the Kiva. Uh, Hello, Rebecca and Natalie. This is David. Hey, hey David, David. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I just uh, here at my house watering my trees and listening to you guys. <laughs> and I was wondering, I, want, I wanted to bring up the subject of Mayor Hicks, okay? Mayor Hicks in grants. He seems to be the only public official that's really seriously fighting yes. Ron Grisham's orders and mandates, okay? But nobody seems to be talking about him. Not lately, no. Not. For the same I reason... That that also, um, you know, Mayor Grant is in great company. He's also up there with uh, Steve Smotherman and Legacy. You don't hear about Legacy in the news. No. They're completely open. You can go to church there, all, you know, all their week services, weekend services. Yeah. They're completely open. And you know the police actually are in the parking lot and outside the parking dire- directing traffic and helping out. Yeah, they're helping with security. Yeah, they're not yeah, they're, they're not busting anybody for mask violations. But or, it's not a church service, it's a peaceful protest. Oh, that's it's a right, peaceful, it's protest. A peaceful protest. protest. But nothing's yeah. getting burnt down. So, so, if, so apparently, if you get torches, don't bring those. So, so has Mayor Hicks declared that the city of Grants then is an entire peacefully pro- peaceful protest? That'd be funny. Yeah, oh, that's what it ought to yeah. be. He yes, has? As I understand it, as I understand it, okay, he is actively 
saying he will not enforce Luhan Grisham's orders and mandates and grants. And he's gone wow. to court. He's gone to court and he's, and he's uh, lost in court. But I talked to him uh, about a week ago, okay? And uh, he's determined, he says, he, right now he says he's waiting for a ruling from the Secre- New Mexico Secretary of Health on some sort of ruling about his status or something. Hmm. And then after that, he says he intends to, t- intends to take it to federal court. Oh, yes. Okay. But yeah. he, I mean, he's, he's a former Marine, and he, he's determined. He says, I'm not going to back down. Good for you him. Know, I'm not afraid of her. That's what I'm we all need all to do. Way, you, know? you know what? Road trip, I think, to Grant's is in order to uh, <laughs> maybe eat free there, eat mask uh, free. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shop I know. free. <laughs> Heck, I'll, I'll do right. that. Wow. Too bad they have kind of a limited number of restaurants in Grant's. I know, but hey, as long as they have at least one grocery store, I can grocery shop there. Heck, yes, I'll drive three hours to do my grocery shopping. Yeah. You don't believe me? I will totally do that. Oh, I would, too. Totally. I would drive all the way to Texas to watch a movie. Yeah. And, of course, I I called him, you know, to to bring to the attention the New Mexico statute 12-10-A-2, which says... uh, you know, that all uh, civil rights and individual liberties have to be protected in any in any uh, public health emergency. Mm-hmm. And so I brought that to his attention. But, he, you know, he's, he's got a lawyer. His name is uh, Diego Esquivel, and he's, at, he's, you know, he's asking for a donation. So I sent him a large donation. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think enough people are talking about this because he's the only one. That really is, is says he's going to go all the way and uh, he's not going to back down. Isn't Ro- isn't the mayor of Roswell doing a similar thing though? The city council of Roswell oh, the city council is considering. Is. Oh, okay. Not staying locked down. They're cons- I be- or not locking down further. I think is what they're mm-hmm. considering. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard last yes, week. Yes, I did. I did hear about Roswell. Yeah, but I haven't heard about anything about Roswell in several weeks. But yes, mm-hmm. they were saying that they were not going to. Uh, to pay attention to uh, Luhan Grisham. Yeah. Road trip to Rome. Yeah, absolutely. And then well, we can look up some more of those conspiracy theories of yours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, Go to the you're UFO not, Museum. See, David, the reason you're not going to hear about this in local media is because that would ruin the facade that she has put up that, oh, yeah, everyone's on board with this. And New mm-hmm. Me- in spite of her saying that New Mexicans, you aren't doing enough. Um, but yeah, no, it, it would ruin the the shell game that she's playing with us. Put some chinks in the armor of that perceived power. Yeah, if if people knew that thirty out of thirty three sheriffs in New Mexico are not upholding her ridiculous, you know, fake mandates, well, right. what do you think that would do for like people in Albuquerque who think they have to wear a mask to go everywhere? What do you think they would right. take that seriously if they if they, if most churches in Albuquerque knew that Legacy Church is open and has been open and has not enforced any of her silly rules on their congregation and no one's getting arrested for it? Well, what do you think that right. would do to churches who are being held to this ridiculous twenty five percent or seventy five people or less uh, stricture? Yeah, they, they'd be like, uh right. Oh, forget that. I, I guess it doesn't really mean anything. So sh- they have to they have to put the kibosh, they have to keep it quiet, keep it under wraps. That entire cities in New Mexico are basically rebelling against the governor. 
But, you know, if we get yeah. enough cities rebelling against the governor and eventually it's just going to be Albuquerque and Santa Fe who look like idiots because we all got our masks on in our cars and in our homes. Um, but eventually enough people are coming through going, oh, my gosh, you guys look like idiots. Come over to Roswell. Come over to Grands. We're free out there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and granted, it's tough because... You know, we're the biggest cities, and apparently right now we're also the dumbest. So, okay, we thank you so much for pointing that out, David. You know, and Thanks, props David. to Mayor Hicks in Grants for fighting the good fight. Um, Semper Fi. That's right. Right. Well, just just one, more, one more thing, too, on that. There was a petition to try and recall him. So if, uh, if you live oh. out that way, you're in Grants, and um, you, you, you really appreciate what he's done for the city. Um, Maybe reach out to his office and find out if there's any way to show support and help kind of fight back against that. that Absolutely. And don't sign any stupid petition to recall him. That's a good mayor. He's looking after his economy and his people. Instead, sign the petition to recall MLG. MLG. That's right. Impeachmlg.com. That's right. Print, sign, send, and no pets. All right. Who do we have next in the Kiva? Yeah, hi. Uh, What I'd like to know... Is it all over for President Trump? Because I'm hearing that Wisconsin's case, uh, the three-headed snakes that Trump appointed were among the ones that voted it down. Hmm. So there, there's still, we still don't know everything, and it wasn't technically voted down. They, they It's kind of complex. They ruled that Texas didn't have enough standing specifically for the claim that they made against the battleground states. However, uh, Rebecca saw that Rudy Giuliani claimed he talked to Clarence Thomas about this, and that is by no means a ruling. Yeah, Clarence Thomas is saying that he thinks it's going to go the president's way. That is what I heard. So it's not the end of it. It's, you know, it's not the end. It was, it was a, a Hail Mary, and someone I was talking to yesterday brought up this great point that Texas doing this lawsuit Look at it as testing the waters because they made a pretty big claim and they took it straight to the Supreme Court. And what, what Giuliani has been looking for here is an ex, as expedient a path to the Supreme Court as possible. So, Okay, what, what's going to happen Monday when the electors go to vote? Um, well, we will see, but I do know that the Supreme Court is not bound by that deadline, and that deadline, December 14th, is nowhere to be found in the actual Constitution. It, at this point, it's really more of just a precedent. It's a tradition. I've heard that it's not over literally until Inauguration Day. Yep, January 20th. Yep. So it, it ain't over, it ain't over, and also keep in mind, too, that back when Gore was complaining about hanging or dangling chads, he complained for 37 days, and okay, he complained... Well- past December 14th. Thank you very much, and I love your show. You're the best. Thank you. Keep the faith, okay? And, Absolutely. And keep fighting, because no matter what happens in this, we've got to fight on our hands. Even if, okay, okay even Roger. if we are successful and Trump serves another four years, this is not going to end. No. No, no. This is not we've got the end. fight of our lives on our hands. We have got to do, we have got to throw a lot of corrupt people out of government. And we've got to put a lot of patriots in their places. And that is going to be an ongoing fight. 
regardless. Yes. So who do we else do, who else do we have in the Kiva? Great call. Hello, Hello, you're in the Kiva. Hi, this is Charles. Hey, Charles. You had mentioned something about virologists earlier. Yes. And uh, the virus. Uh-huh. Well, what I tell people is, if a virologist isn't going to wear a little cloth mask working with a virus, what makes you think you're safe? Right. Exactly. That's right. They they wear like what full hazmat suits, double or triple layer yeah. filters, and then they don't right. even breathe the same air in the room. The air gets filtered and brought in from outside. Yeah. Right. It's forced air. Yeah. Now I was uh, trained in the Navy as a chemical, biological, and radiological warfare cleanup specialist. Ooh. So I, yeah. So you know a little so bit I, about this stuff then. I'm right. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying wear a mask. Do whatever you feel is safe. But in my opinion, the masks don't do anything. No. Well, they, they do do something. They can, well, they, well, yeah, yeah. The they promote fear is what they do. Right. Right. And now it's actually been proven that cloth masks in particular actually aerosolize any cough or, or particulates that come out in a cough or a sneeze. They make the particulates smaller and disperse them over a wider area. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Uh, and back to the, the mask shaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was God, in yes. a, a store just the other day. I won't mention the name of Family Dollar, but they told <laughs> me I had to have a mask. And I, I told them I was uh, medically exempt. The manager said there are no exemptions and put a mask on. Uh, what? So I pulled, I pulled the one out of my pocket that has the big F word on it. Yeah. <laughs> put that on and walked out. <laughs> oh. Then I went to Walmart. Stood in the two-hour line, walked in, and nobody said anything. That's right. Really? St- mm-hmm. So still, Walmart. I don't have any trouble at okay. Walmart. Well, that's the no, one well, in Edgewood, right? Well, yeah, but I don't know. I haven't been having trouble at anyone I go to. Cool. So, yeah. I have asthma, and I carry my inhaler yep. on, a, on a hook hanging off my jacket. So yeah, I mean, I was doing some work the other day where I actually needed to wear a mask because I was working on doing a remodel on my kitchen and I was building a countertop for my kitchen. And so in the wood wooden shop when you're sanding on wood and stuff oh, like that, yes. I'm very allergic to uh dust and things like Saw that getting dust. in my nose. But you know, I would so I had a mask in there with me and I'd pull it up over my uh, nose and mouth when I was uh, sanding wood, but I can only me personally, I can only have it over my face for a limited number of minutes yeah. before I start laboring on my breathing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Charles. I love the mask shaming example. You know what? We should start telling people, hey, check your mask privilege. That's right. You can tell people, check your privilege. Check your mask privilege. That's thank right. Thank you. Yeah. You don't know me. You don't know my health situation. <laughs> All right. Who else do we have in the Kiva? Hello? Go ahead, Hello. caller. You're in the Kiva. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Who uh, do we have? Uh, my name's Loretta. Loretta, good to have you. Yes, I've been listening to your show. Well, it's the first time I've tuned into your show. It's uh, really great. Oh, great. We I, got a new listener. Awesome. Right. Yes, ma'am. So I was um, I'm concerned about the the vaccines and well, you should how be. they're being. Yes. And I've, 
like you said earlier, you don't have to be uh, credentialed, I guess, as a virologist or an immunologist. You can. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of re- research that you can do and get the information that like that. Anyway, um, I'm from the Pueblo of Laguna, and um, but I live here in Albuquerque. Okay. But the people and a lot of the Pueblos and the Navajo Nation, I mean, they're locked down just like we are, but I think Absolutely. they're actually a little bit worse. Oh, I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen where they have concrete barriers blocking the yeah. roads going in and out. They're basically prisoners on their own yes. land. Yeah. Um, nobody's reporting, you know, the on the suicides and the just the things that are happening to the people. And it's not just there, um, but... That's where I'm from, so I'm going to concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. On all these things that are happening to the people, I mean, someone dies, and you can't go to the funeral. You can't go and do the things that you're used to do, doing to put the you know the person to rest and all that. But back to the vaccine, which is constitutionally when, wrong. Yes, it's a violation and, of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I I was telling some of my family members, you know, not just now. But in the past, you know, the, the governors and the presidents, because um, Navajo Nation has a president, we sold our people out. You know, we can't be blaming other people for putting us where, where we're at. Well, and here's another, th- here's another thing, too. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this the other day with the Indian nations. They are sovereign nations within the United States, okay? So they are doing this to their own people. They could easily... Just tell the governor to take a hike. It's like, sorry, we're a sovereign nation. You don't have any authority over us. Uh, we're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna go along with anything. They are doing it to themselves. So the blame needs to be properly placed. I believe. And and just like just like any government, like our state government um, has been, you know, selling out our people as well. Um, the tribal lands have their own tribal leaders and their own government and their own president mm-hmm. even and they are they haven't been doing their people any favors lately no they haven't so, they haven't yeah the, the, human nature is kind of the same the world over doesn't matter if you're on the reservation or off the reservation yeah and he, people love power and some people will do anything to get power I think everybody's jumping on the bandwagon to seize as much power as they can right and they're using this scamdemic to do it now, who else do we have in the Kiva? Go ahead, caller. All right, this is Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Uh, your previous caller that said he's exempt. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I actually had it written on a uh, on a face mask that I ended up getting from Costco because uh-huh. I refused to wear one. And it's on public health order, May 15, 2020, Section 2, Subsection 13, and you can see it on page 8, where it says, a medical professional says that you do not need to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And myself, personally, I had COVID back in June. Yeah, I had it back I in January. I had it in February. There we go. Yeah. And once you've recovered from it, you're not going to catch it. You're not going to spread it. Precisely. So it pretty much comes down to, all those numbers of people that have uh, tested positive don't need to wear a mask. And if you listened, uh, if you I don't know if you listened to Eddie Aragon's show a couple nights ago, he had an expert on his show. It was like a thirty-minute thing where where he was on there and he was talking about all of this. And 
talking about just completely blowing holes in all of the nonsense that they've been ramming down our throats mm-hmm. and saying that realistically, if you if you catch it, uh, you're probably going to be immune for at least 17 years. Exactly. The body, we're born with immunity from our parents, yep. especially the mother. And if something similar to this has already floated around once before, we've already got immunity to it. Your body's been, uh, your your T-cells have been trained to recognize it and anything similar to it. And then they wake up the B-cells and the B-cells start cranking out the antibodies. Yay, lovely how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. But unfortunately, like we were talking about, most people, they're believing the so-called experts, which are politicians and news people, it's like right. uh, they're not. It's <laughs> like what? <laughs> why are you considering these people experts? And why are you why are you taking the word of one guy, Doctor Fauci, over hundreds of other people that are coming forward and yep. and and basically contradicting what he's saying? Well, why would you take one guy's opinion over hundreds of other and opinions? approaching thousands? Because there are now doctors worldwide who were really calling for the lockdowns to end. So, yeah, it, it, we, we are trusting non-experts who are the minority in their field to tell us what to do with our health. Yeah. And then we're not trusting the majority of experts who are saying, no, we're not going to throw out you know, decades and decades of settled <laughs> virology and immuno- immunological study. What are you all doing? This is harming our societies. But, you know, a little thing like that, they can't let that But like them. I said, they've dug such a deep hole now that they are afraid that they will get held responsible mm-hmm. for criminal activity. Yes, yes. Well, thank yeah. you so yeah. much for that. You, uh, your Alinsky thing? Oh, yes. yeah. Are you enjoying that? Oh, yeah, it's very good. You yeah. did your research really well. Yeah. Uh, it's been a number of years since I've read the book, but I still got it. And the one that I see that is most commonly used is always accuse your opponent of what you're doing. That's right. Put them on the defensive. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know you're Linsky. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for the call. We appreciate that. Keep listening. Keep listening. We'll be back next Saturday, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the Kiva, K-I-V-A, 93.7 a.m., 1600. Remember, patronize businesses that honor your constitutional liberty. Avoid businesses that trample your liberty. Stand up for your freedom and liberty. Push back because resistance is not futile. Stay free, everybody.